Hello, brothers and sisters in Christ. This is another Liberty from Captivity podcast. I am your host, Kelly Ward. Today is Sunday, January 21st, 2024. This is episode number 21. And the title of today's show is Practical Self-Deliverance Part 5 Battle Plan Documents. It's been probably about two months since my last episode, so I think it would be a good idea to give a brief recap of the previous episode where we talked about the Self-Deliverance Guide. This guide will give you some general areas to address in your life that are fairly common so that you can self-deliver. And while it is a guide, it's important to listen to the voice of Holy Spirit during the process and follow His leading. But with this guide, you can become familiar with areas to examine, things to repent for, curses to break, soul ties to break, inner healing, and your freedom. Not only did Jesus pay for all your sins, but he also gave you the authority to deal with the demonic so that you can use the sword of the Spirit to get free. In this episode, I want to discuss the documents titled Breaking Ungodly Soul Ties, Repentance and Deliverance, and Keys to Staying Free. And by the way, I just want to insert here that I did make some minor changes to these forms, and so if you have downloaded them previously, I do suggest going to the website and downloading the most up-to-date copies. Just like the previous episodes in this series, it's best to follow along in video format on either YouTube or on Rumble. So let's start with breaking ungodly soul ties. Now, before I show you the breaking ungodly soul ties form, let's look at the self-deliverance guide. At the top, On page 2, there's a section titled, Ungodly Soul Ties. You'll see there, there are checkboxes for mother and father, spouse and ex-spouses, sexual group, and others. You will use the prayer for each person or group of persons you wish to break soul ties with. And when I say persons, you can use the name of individuals. When I say groups of persons, you can lump people together into one group to save time. For example, you can make a quote-unquote sexual group for people with whom you've had ungodly sexual relations with. I suggest naming their names the first time you do it, but then after that, you can just refer to them as the quote-unquote sexual group for filling in the blanks. I suggest breaking ungodly soul ties with your parents, regardless of how good or bad your relationship was, for people who hurt you, anyone who raped you, anyone you had sexual relationships with, ex-boyfriends, ex-girlfriends, ex-spouses, and even your current spouse. I say current spouse because if there has been a lot of strife, arguing, division, manipulation, rejection, abuse, etc., you will want to address this by breaking the ungodly soul tie. Remember that I stated previously that you can have a godly and an ungodly soul tie in the same relationship. So, you break the ungodly soul tie, but you keep the godly soul tie. Okay, now let's look at the breaking ungodly soul ties prayer. In this prayer, there are blanks for the names of people to break soul ties with. All you do is recite the prayer by filling in their names. And in paragraph 1, you will see the section where it states, I take blank and any negative or tormenting feelings and unforgiveness that I carry toward them, And I put these into my hands. And there's a note that says, cup your hands together in parentheses. The idea here is that you put your hands together in front of you as though you are going to try to hold water in them. 
But what you're actually doing is you're putting into your hands the negative emotions and hurt feelings. The idea is to exercise 1 Peter 5.7 by casting all your cares upon the Lord and surrendering those negative feelings to Him. The section where you do this states, So here they are, Lord, blank and my negative feelings and judgments. I give them to you and I let go. Lift your hands up to Jesus and give those to Him. Then let go. If we give them to Jesus, He will take them every time. Just lift up your hands to the Lord and release those things. So, let me do this by going through an example. In this case, I want to use the example of, let's say, my father. And let's just, we can call him uh, Johnny. That's not his name. I'm just making up a fictitious name. And so it can go something like this. Jesus, I forgive my father, Johnny, for all that has happened and all that has gone on. I forgive myself for the parts that I may have played here, and I ask you, Lord, to forgive me. I take my father and any negative or tormenting feelings and unforgiveness that I carry toward him, and I put these into my hands. Okay, now this is the part where you put your hands together in front of you. Okay, and then continuing on with this prayer, any hurt, bitterness, resentment, anger, offense, feelings of abandonment, betrayal, neglect, rejection, deception, manipulation, control, or judgments. Now, perhaps maybe not all of those apply, and that's okay. But we want to make sure that you put in the ones that do apply. And so here in parentheses, it says, name any other negative emotions. So at this point, I want you to pause and just wait for Holy Spirit to reveal to you negative and tormenting feelings. So it doesn't take very long. They usually come very quickly. Perhaps maybe he said some mean and cruel things to you. So maybe you might put in there were the mean and hurtful words that my father said to me. Perhaps he abused you. So Lord, I put in here the fear and the pain that I felt from the abuse and so on. And once you're finished putting all of those into your hands, continue on to the next part. So here they are, Lord, my father, and my negative feelings and judgments. I give them to you and I let go. And so when you're ready, you just put your hands up like you're putting them up in the air, up above your head, and you just surrender those to the Lord and just let it go. Surprisingly, I have noticed that it seems as though people seem to sense a feeling of relief whenever they do this. It's very powerful. Okay, and then number two, it says, In Jesus' name, I destroy, cancel, and break any judgments I may have made and stated against my Father and me. These judgments are now broken, and I am free. I command all evil spirits that have come through these judgments to go to the feet of Jesus. In the second half of paragraph three, this section applies only to breaking soul ties with your parents, which is the reason why I chose one of my parents to use as this example. So in other words, you won't use this second part for people who are not your parents. So you can just skip the part that's underneath the bolded sentence below where it says, if the other person is a parent, then generational curses must be broken. Say the following. So continuing with our example, in Jesus name, I break the power of any curses or judgments my father may have spoken over me. 
I cancel any curses I might have spoken over him or myself and any ungodly vows that I may have made. Father God, please forgive me and my ancestors for all ungodliness. I cancel and remove all iniquity from all my ancestors in my soul and body. I command the very substance of iniquity to be removed from all parts of my body and soul in Jesus' name. I place the cross of Jesus Christ and the blood of Jesus between my Father and me at conception. No ancestral curses or assignments can come through the cross and the blood in Jesus' name. So at the end of paragraph 4, there is a little bit of deliverance that occurs before the actual deliverance section that is in the self-deliverance guide. When commanding demons to go, you cast them out with boldness and authority. You don't have to yell, though. Keep commanding them to leave until you feel that they have left or you feel a release to stop. Okay, so here in step four, maybe not all of these things apply. You'll see here like witchcraft, perversion, and so on. Maybe not all of them apply. You can maybe make some minor changes to it if you want. I usually just rely on Holy Spirit to show me which ones I think apply and which ones don't. But for the purpose of this exercise, I'm just going to name all of them, okay? I also terminate in Jesus' name all witchcraft, perversion, heaviness, infirmity, deaf and dumb, harlotry, pride, fear, bondage, lying, jealousy, and all ungodly antichrist soul ties with my Father. I do this spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, in memories and imaginations, financially, and I command all evil spirits that have come through these soul ties to go to the feet of Jesus. Now, I just want to pause here and just insert that it says in parentheses sexually if it applies. So in this case, no. Unless maybe you were sexually abused. And the other one is it says go to the feet of Jesus. Now, this is just me personally. I got this document from Deliverance Ministries in Oklahoma City where I've served before. And this is what they put on their documents, and it's fine. I don't think it's a big deal on where you want to send them. My personal preference is, is I command them to go into the abyss. Some people send them to the feet of Jesus. Other people just tell them to go, and they don't give them a place to go. I don't think it's a big deal. You follow what you feel comfortable with, but the document has feet of Jesus. Okay. All right, continuing on. Control spirits coming through them and any associated demon spirits, go. Demons of the curses in the name of Jesus, go. And so you'll see here in parentheses, it says, stay engaged until you feel the spirits have departed. So when you're going through this, just take a moment and you just command these demons to go. In the name of Jesus, I command every single one of you demons to come out of me as a result of this soul tie with my father, I break your power in the name of Jesus. I command you come out of my body and soul. Leave me at once. Come out in Jesus' mighty name. And at this point, you might feel the urge to cough. Maybe you might burp. Or sometimes I might just have people just blow. Like, just blow them out. And it's very simple. And this part usually doesn't take very long if you have genuinely repented. Finally, in step five is one part of the inner healing. If you look again at the self-deliverance guide, you will see the first inner healing section where it states, use item five from breaking ungodly soul ties prayer. Do inner healing. 
Basically, all you do here is get quiet before the Lord, pray the prayer, but in first person. And so by doing this, what you're actually doing is, is you're allowing the Lord the opportunity to speak truth to you. You may not hear anything at all, and that's okay. Don't, don't, uh, don't get upset about it. Some people hear really well from the Lord. Others, maybe not so much. But one of the things that I have noticed is, is that there is still a great amount of inner healing that usually takes place here. Just receive the inner healing from him in your heart. So it says here, Lord Jesus, I think I need some hugs. As your child, Lord, would you wrap your arms around me, hold me, comforting me, loving and bringing truth to me about this relationship so that any lies that I have believed and carried all these years can be clarified. Your truth, Lord, is what I ask. And so all you do is just take just a few minutes and just close your eyes and get quiet before the Lord and wait for him to speak to you. I've noticed that a lot of people, well, a, a portion of people, a percentage of people usually hear something from the Lord. And it's usually something very positive, very encouraging. The statements from the Lord have varied from each person that I've ministered to. And it's usually something very, very powerful. And so usually after that happens, when they tell me what it was that they've said, I'll just say, okay, well then do you receive that as the truth? And they'll say yes. The idea here is, is to receive the fact that even though you went through some hard things with a person or with a group, that the Lord was there with you, even though maybe at the time it seemed like he wasn't. And that's oftentimes very healing for people. As I mentioned earlier, I suggest doing this soul tie-breaking prayer, starting with your parents. Usually you can just use them together. You can say mother and father in the fill in the blank. But if it's something that's been extremely heavy with one parent, maybe one parent was abusive and the other one was really good, then you might break them apart and do them separately. So it just depends on the situation. Be led by the Lord on that. After you have finished that, repeat the same prayer again, but do it for your siblings, anyone who has ever hurt you, past boyfriends and girlfriends, ex-spouses, your current spouse. Again, you keep the godly soul tie, etc. In my experience ministering deliverance, breaking ungodly soul ties probably consume the most amount of time compared to all the other steps individually. So don't be discouraged or give up if it seems like you have to go through this a minimum of three to five times. I would say that's about normal. But you want to make sure and close as many doors as possible. The last thing I want to say about breaking ungodly soul ties is on the self-deliverance guide. So let's go back to that. You'll see this section here that states right underneath here where the checkboxes are for soul ties with sexual partners. It says call on fragmented parts of soul to come out of the sexual partners to rejoin their soul and send all soul parts of those sexual partners back to them so that they can be whole. The idea here is that once you are joined to another person, you have a soul tie and your soul becomes intertwined with them. 
Just because the relationship ends doesn't necessarily mean that the soul tie does unless you break it, just like we're doing here. So what we want to do is call those fragments of your soul that somebody else has back to you. And again, this applies to sexual partners. And you send those soul fragments that you have back to those people so that you can be made whole. So you can just do this by just saying a simple declaration. It's not very difficult. Lord, I call all parts of my soul fragments from other sexual partners that I have had to rejoin my soul. And I send all of the soul parts that I have from sexual partners. And I send those back to the rightful owners in Jesus' mighty name so that I can be made whole, so that they can be made whole. Very simple, just like that. And so with that, you're finished with breaking ungodly soul ties. The next document is titled Repentance and Deliverance. This document is very simple, and the idea is to use it with the deliverance section on the second page of the self-deliverance guide and your problem list. So you'll use all three together. I think this probably can be best explained by example. So the idea with this is very simple. There's a prayer of repentance and a prayer of deliverance. Father God, I repent and renounce. And it says, name the problem sin. I take responsibility in my generations for each of these sins. And I ask for forgiveness and declare that all curses are broken in the name of Jesus Christ. So where it says name the problem sin, that's where you use those particular problem areas from the problem list. And the next section says, in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I take authority over and break the power of name, the problem, sin, or bondage. I cast you out and I command you, you go into the abyss in Jesus' mighty name. Let's just continue on with the example. So I'm going to go to the problem list and you'll see here, I just picked one at the top. And this is the bitterness group. When you've gone through this, evaluation of yourself to see which areas you're having problems with, you'll notice that they're broken down by groups. And as you go through and highlight, you'll want to also make sure and highlight the ones that have an asterisk by them. And I would highlight also each of the headers. Most of the headers on here have an asterisk. Those are considered mandatory. And the reason why is because they're so commonly seen. So let's just say that you have put on here bitterness, hate, unforgiveness, and resentment. But then as you look at the sheet, you see jealousy and envy is also on there. So here's how this would work. I'm just going to go just through this one group here. I'm not going to go through, through them all. I'm going to go back to the repentance and deliverance document. So here's an example of the ones that, from the ones I have highlighted. Father God, I repent and renounce all bitterness, hate, unforgiveness, resentment, jealousy, and envy. I take responsibility in my generations for these sins. I ask for forgiveness and declare that all curses are broken in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I take authority over and break the power of bitterness, hate, unforgiveness, resentment, jealousy, and envy. Or you might can just say the bitterness group because they're all together in the bitterness group. I command that you come out of me. I command that you go into the abyss in Jesus' mighty name. Keep commanding them to go until you sense that they have left. Remember, this is a fight. Use your authority. 
If you have really repented, it shouldn't take long for them to leave. If for some reason it seems like they didn't leave, pause and ask Holy Spirit to show you what other open doors there may be. It could be something as simple as unforgiveness. But repent for whatever it is that he shows you and try again. And please note that sometimes you may not feel anything leave. That's okay, and everyone is different when it comes to deliverance. The key that I usually look for in individuals who are a little less sensitive is they might say things like, I feel lighter or I feel better. Sometimes their countenance seemed to change too, for the better. Okay, and then the last document here is Keys to Staying Free. This has to do with your walk after you have gone through deliverance. The idea here is that the enemy will no doubt come around and attempt to get you to open doors. Obviously, you don't want to do that, so you have to make some changes in your life to keep the enemy at bay. They know your weaknesses and things that your flesh likes. This won't be just a once or a twice thing. This will be a daily battle for the rest of your life. I think I've stated before that deliverance is not only instantaneous, but it's also progressive as well. Going through the deliverance process is one thing. Maintaining it is another. And in some ways, it's probably even more difficult because it is a day-to-day battle. Now, as you continue on with your walk with the Lord and learn to fight, the battle in some ways gets easier because you know how to use the right weapons. You get used to fighting and you become less reliant on the list. And that's a good thing. So this isn't some religious exercise, but rather it's a way of Christian life. Integrate it into your daily walk. And so let me just go over these here. They're really very simple. Number one on this list is read the word every day. It is important to get the word into your heart. Take time out to read the word every day. Maybe you might read just a section or a chapter a day. Doesn't matter. Take the time. Be intentional. The same thing goes for number two. Pray every day. Take some time out of your busy schedule. A lot of people have children. They work. You have responsibilities. I get it. It makes sense. Sometimes you might have to wake up 15 minutes, 30 minutes earlier every day before everything gets busy. That's a really good time to do it. And you just go aside with God in a quiet place. Maybe it's your bedroom. Maybe it's another room. It may literally even be your closet. The point is, as you get away with God and you spend time with him in prayer, you might even make a prayer list. I still use one even after all these years. Sometimes it's helpful for people that I want to intercede for. If, I'm, if I have forgotten to pray for them, I want to make sure and keep them on a list. But be dependent on Holy Spirit too. It's okay to use both. Worship. Give God thanks for what he's done. It says praise him, honor him, and worship him. This is so very important. Worship. You can put on worship music. I would suggest maybe finding some of your favorite songs. There's a lot of songs available on YouTube. You can build a list on whatever music app you might have and make that just part of your your daily life. Maybe you have the kind of job where you can have music playing in the background when you're in the car. 
there's time that you can fit that in. And I'm saying that to myself too, because there's times that I don't do it. Number four, have Christian fellowship. So going to church is a very important thing. Six, resist the devil speaking the word. There's a lot of words, there's a, there's a lot of declarations in the Bible that you can find where you are resisting the devil by quoting the word. Remember, when Jesus was tempted by the devil, when he went into the wilderness, if you read, you can read about that in the Gospels, Matthew, I know it's in Matthew, probably in Mark and Luke as well. Each time the, the devil tempted him, the three times, Jesus always quoted scripture back to him. So you can stick it back to the devil and just speak the word back to him. Anytime he comes around and he's running his mouth, giving you temptations, find something for your particular situation in the word and stand on that and declare that out loud each time he does it. Remember, it's a fight and it's going to be a daily thing until you get to the end of your life. Number seven, strengthen your spirit by confessing or declaring daily the positives, the word of God, and declaring the promises of God. There's all sorts of verses in the Bible that you can use to do this. And number eight, make godly choices. I know that sounds obvious, but be intentional. Everything here is intentional. Integrate this into your everyday walk. So that's it for this episode. I just want to recap before we close. We discussed breaking ungodly soul ties, which is a powerful prayer to break ungodly soul ties with people like your parents, ex-girlfriends, uh, ex-wives, anybody who has hurt or abused you, etc. Don't skip this part. It's very crucial to your deliverance. Repentance and deliverance is a simple, quick prayer to use with the self-deliverance guide and the problem list. Lastly, Keys to Staying Free is a way to help you change your daily life that will help you to keep your doors shut. Going through deliverance is one thing, but keeping it is another. If you have any questions or comments, you can post them at libertyfromcaptivity.com in the blog section. Also, if you want to contact me directly, feel free to send me a message in the contact section, which I think I still don't have working yet. <laughs> Or you can send an email to kelly at libertyfromcaptivity.com. Have a great rest of the week, and God bless you. Saves us from our faults and fears. Give
giving us the peace that we so desperately need. Give me shelter, Lord.